Good evening. Have y'all seen that movie Teeth? (laughs) 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 Welcome back to Free Therapy, ladies. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to be back. Second episode. Third episode. Third episode. Third one. Second real episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that first one, just a little bit of intro. It's it's nice to see you boys again. You know, it's been. It's not like I don't see you every day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see you. Every waking moment of every day. This is day 384 of solitary confinement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Well, just a little, you know, before we get into things, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, how far apart our listeners are listening to these episodes, but for us, it's been, what, five, six days since the last episode? Six days, I think. Six <coughs> days. Yeah. Five weeks, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, you Wrong know, pipe. just, you know, maybe we go around just... I, you know, we all have a general idea of what we got into over the weekend. We live together. We are yeah. roommates. But maybe just a little, Ooh, dude, quick little recap. Well, you th- now don't let's know figure what we it did, out. America. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what we let's did. Let's talk through it. A yes, little sir. days after debrief. Yeah. Days after debrief. I like that. Days yeah. after debrief. Yeah. So. Let me get us started, Mr. Carter. I think you should, right, get, us started should get us started because you, uh, you had a guest who can remain. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who can yeah, remain yeah, yeah, nameless, yeah. of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, he was here for the weekend. He's a friend from high school. Good friend mm-hmm. from high school. I uh, was here for two, two, three days, um, but uh, it was fun. You know, um, uh, he can be a bit much at times, uh, but he he's speaks a, French. Speaks French. He's from Cameroon. Cultured man. Um, he uh, he is Croissant. he's a he's a funny guy, um, but yeah, Quite so that was personality. yeah yeah he was here, um, but yeah, thank you for bringing that back up because I forgot he was here for. Of course, yeah. Uh, you hot second. That a good I, 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 I just came forgot. Up. I just forgot. Three days ago. Yeah, and was here for three days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. did. I don't. I don't know a lot did. about him, but you know, we got, you know, we hung out a little bit Friday evening. Yeah. Had some nice conversations. Um, I'm trying to remember. We had one. We were talking about how much money Apple makes or something like that, and he yeah. came out and said like 87 million dollars a year. We were all like, "That's yeah." There's no way yeah. that's correct. Yeah, there was that, and then the. The plantation thing that happened. Oh my gosh! No, no or, oh yeah, yeah. We were yeah. we were debating what the difference between a plantation and a farm. And a was. farm was, yeah. And he just, I think he partially jokingly said, "Oh, a plantation can only be with plants." And I see that. I was like, "What because do you mean?" Because it has plant you, in the word. You think that, yeah, yeah. 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 And it turns out I was googling was, it, and he was completely right. He was right. He was yeah, completely he was right. right. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. So, yeah. Uh, that's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> you want to recap? Come on, man. You want to recap a little bit of Saturday, Jay? Was well, Saturday started with me whooping some ass in Top Golf. I was smacking balls left and right, man. I'll tell you, I've never played Top Golf. You're game playing. Like that. You're playing golf too. I was up there. I was. See, here's a strategy, America. I'm right-handed. Never played golf before. So what you do? You don't even put. You don't even use the tee. The tee is useless. <laughs> you set up off the grass, so you don't even need to be on the fake grass. Put the ball in the middle, and you just slap that thing away. We're playing in some wind too, so I had to compensate for that. Rain. But he know, made all the necessary mental calculations. I did all I had to do. Came out <laughs> on top. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is what it is. I mean, I just—it's just very hard for me not to pick something up and be good at it. <laughs> but it's a curse you're born with. I mean, you know, I, I wear it on my sleeve. <laughs> Came back Saturday. This is Saturday. So let's Saturday, go back to yeah. Friday. Um, so yeah, the golden affair was no. black and black gold. gold. Black and gold. Black and gold was Friday, and that's just a little dance. I mean, we uh, call it the blackout and go ball sometimes. So that's the only way that you'll have a good time. But started like nine, 
and um, we we got there at like 10, 10.30ish. We don't want to be early to the party, but by then it was getting shut down because people didn't want to wear their masks and stuff. So never, never, didn't hear any music there. I didn't hear any music there. Um, the rest of that night was kind of forgettable. But uh, Forgettable so much in the sense that Tyrus and I did not even mention it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saturday night, just kind of hung out here, played some Call of Duty Warzone. Getting back into that, I'm really bad at that game. But, you know, if anyone here here wants to play with me, my Call of Duty tag is Sticks Undercover. That's S-T-I-X <laughs> Undercover. There's an underscore in there somewhere. Can we just maybe, like, ask how you got that, that uh, tag when you well, um, begin to play this game? So, Rick... <laughs> Sophomore year, junior year. Rick Ujan, former Tyrus's roommate. Wofford legend. Do we want to be legend. dropping names like that, I guess? Nah, I mean, there's happened. nothing it's bad about happened. him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, nothing bad He's about him. He's going big places. Great man. Yeah. He should, he'll probably be running the world one day. Yeah. But he said, if I was a spice, I would be cinnamon one day. So I ran with it. Like my iPhone, <laughs> Apple Watch, laptop, everything is named cinnamon something. And um, so for my... PS4 tag. <clears throat> my name is Cinnamon Sticks, and I didn't want my tag to just be Cinnamon Sticks on Call of Duty. Damn. So I took the sticks and just meant Sticks Undercover. <laughs> so I got Sticks Undercover. But An then, origin story. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But then yeah. the end of Saturday, we played some cards. We made a little unofficial pod, I guess. We didn't really we talk about much. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't talk about much. We were playing spades, <laughs> and yeah. um, I was beaten. Tyrus and our roommate Ellis's booty with um, our friend Ian Brown from the from the last podcast. Wait, what, what was uh, what was what was he doing then? The whole what was time? he doing? Harris. Harris. Yeah, you. Oh, Harris, Harris said his he was name. just watching us play the uh, the game. Yeah, I'm asking questions. About how you weren't talking enough. Yeah, because he had taken out his phone and pulled up voice memos to do our recording. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I heard y'all. You know, we we don't have to dwell too much on the weekend. We're going. We'll need to get into stuff at some point. But I did hear him. I won't air all that out. Never mind. <laughs> I won't air all that he out. He was really, he was really excited to hear the podcast. Yeah. To be a little disappointed. I think we were just. It was late at night. We were all just kind of caught up in spades. I mean, some people have to focus on it. I mean, it's another one of those things I'm just good at, so I don't really have to focus on it at that at this point in America. Well, try me in spades if you want, but um, I mean, I think our co- regular conversations were like should have been enough. I mean, we had some interesting conversation. We always have something to talk about. He definitely was excited about doing the podcast, but I think there was a disconnect somewhere between realizing, oh, the podcast is just what he had been doing with us for the past like thirty six hours. Yeah. He may perhaps thought it was something different, but it's just us. It, I think he thought it would be this, like Mike set up, yeah, laptop out, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, more yeah. official than uh, what it was. Yeah, I yeah. fell asleep at nine thirty. I yeah. wasn't doing anything, but so. yeah, so it was it was a nice weekend. And since then, you know, it's it's Tuesday now, so we haven't really yeah. been doing anything. But let's we can get it all. I, I guess you know I was gonna say let's get it kicked off, but we've already been talking for a little bit. But Jalen had a nice little, uh, nice little query for great, us. A nice little question, question yeah. right before you want to echo that. So my question was, what size or type of predator could you take one on one? So it has to be a carnivore, at least an omnivore, <clears throat> and a predator. So it has to hunt things down. I'm going mountain lion. Mountain lion. I think I could take oh, a mountain damn. lion. Sixty to seventy pounds, all muscle. Yeah, bobbing in the gym. 
Okay. Yeah, I can take. I think I can deal with that. Okay. Keep away from the bottle organs. If I if we go with the rule I said, and that you're wearing regular clothes, I could be wearing a belt that day. Slip that belt around the neck, and it's bye bye, kitty. Lights out. <laughs> so your plan is to choke it out. If I have to, man, whether okay. whether that be bare hands or yeah. with the okay. belt, but I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to end up beating this lion by physically beating it to okay. death. I don't think I'll do it that way. You got an answer? Yeah, uh, mine is also in the feline family. I thought of a bobcat, very small, twenty it's pound little little thing. Bobcats you know? aren't twenty pounds. They gotta so. be more than like that, right? Nineteen pounds, yeah. They're Somewhere not there. that big. Though. They aren't That's that big, big. yeah. Right. Yeah. So probably that. They're yeah. smaller right. than medium sized dogs. Yeah. The issue the issue is here. None of us have an extensive knowledge of the animal world. No. So like, <laughs> I could get like, there's gotta be like a. a extremely specific answer that I could be given here, but it's just, I'm limited by my own knowledge. I'm going to say coyote. Thought about that one. I could definitely Thought beat a coyote. That, yeah. Similar to a bobcat. Thought or, about no, that. they're bigger than bobcats. I think so, yeah. A little bigger. Bobcats. Not of the feline um, genus? Family? Family. Family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I, I've seen a number of coyotes uh, in my time. Been chased by one. Feral? You think I mean, this has nothing to do with yes. being chased? <laughs> this has nothing to do with being chased. Yeah. I meant to say, could you fight a feral coyote? They're all feral. Always. Well, I mean, okay. There's well, probably one or two domestic. I mean, the other option is okay, domestic. Okay. I'm using feral wrong. Rabid. Rabid. Oh. Oh God. Okay, well, that, that changes things completely. No. Okay. Interesting. Interestingly enough, that could go one of two ways. Being crazy actually does isn't always synonymous with rabies a lot of times actually uh it's just the animal starts acting weird sometimes actually it becomes paralyzed it's about 20 percent chance that it just becomes paralyzed because it has rabies yeah so it's wow. a it's a neuro like mm-hmm. neurogenitive disease or whatever mm-hmm. and so a lot of times it just makes it act mm-hmm. weird so sometimes like the telltale sign it isn't just and sometimes you don't even phone with the mouth uh like the animals don't even phone with the mouth uh, a lot of times it's just you look for weird behavior and that weird behavior may be like they're shy if they're normally really brash or mm-hmm. something like that or they're out there trying to attack you if they're normally really really shy so if it was a paralyzed you know rabid coyote absolutely i'm whooping that ass but you know if it was a crazy (laughs) rabid uh coyote i don't know i'd have to see the stats i don't know how much i'm willing to bet on the abnormal psychology of a coyote depending on hey man there's a 20 percent chance he might just be frozen and i can go kick the shit out of him versus the 80 percent yeah, you're gonna try to bite. Well, it's 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 not like it's not like you're gonna it's not like you're gonna be like looking across at me like, oh shit, it's a rabid coyote, and then, you know, he either lunges at you or B falls over paralyzed. It's like I'm gonna be approaching it and be like, oh, this is either a dead coyote, a sleeping coyote, or a rabid coyote. Or a rabid coyote. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Question. I'm gonna Question. up the stakes. <clears throat> I'm gonna take the cheetah. Why? No. But I'm gonna change the situation. Okay. We're not on the okay. open plane. Let's hear it. Fighting. We're in a space. We're in, we're in some type of enclosed the space? area. Something <laughs> could be the space. An enclosed area. That way his speed is negated. Because I'm not running from him. So no. what does he need to be fast for? He's trying to run from me? <laughs> That's all he needs space. So he can't get away. And then mm-hmm. so once I get my hands on him, I mean, they're pretty small. Uh, no, they're pretty big, man. No, they're not that big. They're pretty. Hold on. Fact I'm, check I'm it. Sure you keep they're, they're 125. They're 120 pounds or less. And they're pretty skinny because they need to be aerodynamic and be able to move fast. Yeah. 
Cause I know they can change directions at the drop of a dime with their tail. Yeah. yeah, that's so yeah. cool to me. Uh, yeah. Cheetahs typically weigh male che- adult cheetahs typically weigh about 160 pounds. Wow, 160? 160? Yeah, yeah. I length didn't know that. length between four and a half to five feet. That doesn't change my answer. Okay, fair enough. What was your question? Oh, okay. just would you all consider like a wild boar to be a predator? Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm I would, not. I would, no. You think you could kill a wild Bro, you boar? Think you could, Maybe. No. AR-15s can't kill wild boys. <laughs> wild boys are crazy, man. No. They're like, skulls are like inches thick. Like Not inches. Like they, they literally get like machine guns and hunt I'm those I'm just going based off like their size, how they look. Like maybe, maybe. Here's, nah, here's, a, here's a question. They, they have to like literally shoot boars with like, like I don't want to say it's 50 cal, but something huge. Something you know, big. Really yeah. big. Yeah, like yeah. A boar hunt is crazy. Something big. Do you think you can fight a horse? You think you can beat a horse? No. I don't no. think I could be a horse. I don't. What type of horse are we talking? If we're talking, we're talking um, stallion. We're talking. We're talking. Well, like grown horse. Are we Not talking like? Oh, like, uh, I was gonna say, if we're talking fucking Clydesdales. <laughs> no, I don't think I could find a Clydesdale. That thing's like nine feet tall. Like, or no. Or how many hands? But if we're talking That's such a dumb like, thing too. if we're talking like a like a regular just, but the idea of a horse that we think, yeah, I don't even know like how to begin to fight a horse. Not like even when, when they, they have strong ass jaws, don't they? Say, like, yeah, they have they, like they, really they like strong and it jaws. Just eats it. They can just <laughs> rear up and just like, what do you do? I, am. I don't know. I, I don't couldn't find blows. Paul's about getting his ribs. Like, what do I? Get in there. Get in there. Like, as soon as he falls back down, I'm under this like what 1100 pound animal. Yeah, they weigh. Yeah, they weigh some amount of weight. I have no idea. No idea. I just said they weigh. And that was my statement. <laughs> but yeah, but back to your point, man. Wild boys are ridiculous. Yeah, don't nah, fight a boy. I didn't know this. Yeah, could. I didn't Tyreek know. <laughs> could probably beat one, but you can't beat one. I don't even say Tyreek. I don't think Tyreek has a fighting chance. So wait, so would I? Would I die? Like, would I make probably. it? Probably. get gored. Yeah, say, yeah they oh, gore God, you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Boar, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've. Uh, you should just look up boar hunts and like what I people will do like look yeah. like because like it's ridiculous. Like people get helicopters and planes oh. and stuff and shoot them out the air. Like the state of Arkansas, like it's a it's a bounty on boars mm. and stuff like that. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a really old timey system where like the governor is he gets like a hunter and he's like, all right, we got a problem. I need you to kill this man right here. He holds up like an old timey wanted poster or something <laughs> like, like that, like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, this man here, can you take him out? And then the guy's like smoking a cigarette. He's like. Every time I get out, they bring it right back in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes out with his sniper rifle. Yeah. I'm imagining when the word I'm bounty. Django or uh, what's his <laughs> yeah. name? Hunting down these damn yeah, boys. Yeah. 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 Um, That's what I'm imagining. Boar's head. Get some nice hand out of it. If I win. But I won't win. So. I just want you to know that you're, <laughs> you're not shooting Wilbur. Like I not, know, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're shooting. It's a, it's a different I mean, animal. They, they weigh what, like maybe, hundred pounds. Wild boars. Most, okay. yeah. wild boar. A wild boar. Oh my god! How much do they man. weigh? I don't know what you How think much? a wild boar is. It doesn't sound bad, but like it just to me in my head, I'm just thinking of uh, of. Um, Pumba from Lion King, like oh, that's man. my that's my that's like a, reference of male wild boars, 170 to 220 oh, pounds. God, okay. That's the European population, though. I don't care. Wild boar America, history of feral swine in the Americas. <laughs> so I googled wild boar weight, and the first link is wild boar, and the second one is monster pig. <laughs> 
Man. Yeah, I don't know why I thought wild that. Wild boars are ridiculous. Their population is crazy. They are they're survivors. Uh they're in 35 states and their population is over 6 million and rapidly expanding. And um they have no uh natural predators. Are they like mostly in the south or what's the what's the region they're in? Um, mostly the south, yeah. The south? South south east south southwest ish. Okay. Yeah. yeah that big, 6 million? Like them things and are... growing. Hardly ever see them. Yeah, hardly ever see them. They have like hardly ever see them. Have thick. you seen one? No. <laughs> no. Well, okay, so one then, maybe one, one or two in my lifetime. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that is a hardly ever seen. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. This is what they look like. Oh God. Monster me. pig. <laughs> hey. Monster pig. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's these it. things are. Child. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America, but we had to show this point to tires. They had to drive it home. Yeah. Like the um these wild pigs are upwards of 600 pounds and seven feet long. Mm. All power to you. All right. Well, I think that's a good that's a good dismount. We can get into the meat and potatoes. Of the meat episode. and potatoes. That sounds good. So, so of course, um, you know, we're we're talking a lot. Of, we we spoke in the last episode at length about our own you know mental health. Um, but of course, you can't you know even get into you know, we'd be doing everybody a disservice if we got into uh you know, this topic without. Addressing the elephant in the room, which is COVID nineteen. Yeah. And uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, we're not gonna go. You know, it's such. You know, it stinks that it's such like you know a hot topic and such a divisive topic to talk about. We're not gonna get into any of that. We don't need to get into any of that. We just kind of want to talk about a little bit how we've how we think COVID nineteen has changed us, and then kind of how we see it affecting us in the future. The I mean the. The phrase or the yeah the phrase that sort of made us think about this is started hearing about something called reentry anxiety, mm. and that was just something I f- uh, we felt like was definitely worth talking about on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm just gonna jump in here. Um, yeah, you know, so the past year year or so, I think has probably been the most taxing year for me mentally that I've ever had to okay. undergo. Um, and then last April uh, may have been one of my darkest moments mentally that I've ever had to live through. Um, it was just so much uncertainty, um, really no joy. It just, you know, kind of getting, getting up every day and um, just being in the house, being in my room usually, mm-hmm. um, doing nothing. And so um, I just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, um, that was a dark time for me. Actually, I, I journaled during that time. Um, and as like a response as a response. Yeah. Did you find that that helped at all? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because like in a, in a world where I was, um, like stuck in my room, mm-hmm. um, that was one outlet that I could kind of use to, to feel as though things weren't all lost. And yeah. so, um, yeah, last April was, was, was just bad. What, what part of it do you think like was the worst for you? Cause personally for me, I don't think that the, obviously, like, you know, I had a couple days at the beginning where, like, the general, like, doom and gloom of, like, this many people are dying, this many people are getting it, that definitely got to me for a couple of days, but I think, like, after a while, I ended up sort of coping with that, sort of what got to me 
was everything getting cut off the quarantine of it all mm. i'm not saying that you know i'm not trying to diminish the, the problems i mean a lot of people are suffering i'm you know i don't want to downplay that at all we don't want to downplay that at right all. right but i think what got to me way more and you talking about journaling made me think of this is you know talking with people like talking with you guys like having that completely yep. cut off like i love my family yep and i eventually, so I. eventually yeah. came to you know trying to speak with them more and just trying to get myself out and like open like that but like going through quarantine made me realize how much i use conversation and use my words and you know mediums like that like you know sitting and you know, having a conversation over dinner to like cope with and process things and just having that completely cut off was like the worst part for me for sure even just like you know how we would have our um you know uh like um we would meet up in your room last year and yeah um just kind of hang out on saturdays or you know like now having just kind of those random conversations here in the common room mm -hmm. as a group for mm -hmm. like an hour sometimes yeah um having that just gone last year was just um was not the best and so uh, i think that yeah that's a good point that was that made it even harder messy yeah, i definitely um, got like I, I wouldn't say like emotionally shunted i don't think it stumped my growth at all but it definitely like i as we spoke a little bit last uh last year or not last year last podcast kind of the middle of junior year was when i really felt like i took the training wheels off of like my own like emotional like journey, like figuring yeah. out who I am, figuring out what I want to do, like figuring out like kinds of things I want to say, who I am and to just have those wheels being taken off and then somebody coming off, coming around and taking the actual wheels of the bike off completely yeah. just made everything so much harder. Yeah. And I'll say like something small, um, like the fact that we almost had every single meal except breakfast together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that did like, that really made me think about it a lot because my family, we don't, we're not a sit down at the table, have dinner type family all the mm -hmm. time. I mean, granted, they're on meals, <clears throat> especially Sundays and things Sunday like dinners, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like we had at least like lunch together sometimes. Sometimes we were doing work. I mean, doing homework together. Definitely uh, dinner. Burwell Definitely dinners, dinner, yeah. like just sitting around, just talking about. I mean, like I think we mentioned in the last podcast, sitting around just talking for hours like literally pass when bro was mm -hmm. closed eat for like 20 minutes and then like, like just sit around and for sit two around hours, and talk yeah. two hours yeah. Talk, yeah. like yeah. yeah and like random people walking up to the table and you haven't been able to talk stuff like that like i i re i did really miss that because i mean like i mentioned before like all my friends from back home are moved out of home mm -hmm. so it was literally just my family and i mean i lost you guys my closest mm -hmm. friends i talked to um my girlfriend she lived in georgia so i didn't see her for months so i mean it was Interesting, but I, I want to go back to your journaling topic. Like, what was your process? Say, I didn't know you did that. Because, like, I'm <clears throat> aside from the pandemic, I've tried journaling before, but yeah. I guess like I just I can't keep up with that daily. Like, yeah, I, I can't. It's very hard for me to just sit down and just do that. Maybe it would work better if I had like a voice memo or voice recorder yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just something about sitting down and putting pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't for me daily. I think I would do it when my anger was at its highest. Um, I would just get up my phone, open the notes app um, and just type. Uh, and so that was, uh, that was my process that I would do. Um, and do you think you would have <laughs> benefited more or in, come to enjoy it more had you set down like a schedule to do it or did do you prefer the uh sort of I do think, it as you as you please yeah because like did. that that was the best representation of the ebbs and flows of my mm -hmm. mental health last spring 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, because I mean, just for me, some days were just not as good as other mm-hmm. days. And so, um, that's when I would do it usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was weird. Like, um, I kind of had a, an interesting thought. I mean, when I went home originally and stuff, I mean, going to school, having that as probably like a daily thing to do. I mean, that was school became a lot easier for me cause I was in a very hard psychology class, learning and adaptive behavior. Shout out to, um, Dr. Reed, he retired last year, but um, it's was, it was one of the hardest classes in the major, and so like we didn't have to do our lab report final because we couldn't finish the experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff was just on Zoom exams for like Microsoft Word stuff. You know, I finished with an A, and so that was it was nice to like finish the school year because I mean it was just a little easier, mm-hmm. honestly. But like getting out of school, then going into like the real like summer with quarantine mm-hmm. you know i i didn't want to work because i didn't want to put my family at risk mm-hmm. um socially isolated um it was really tough i mean i tried to exercise I would run around the neighborhood go see that i mean like connor was saying i had more conversations with my family um try to i'm not going to say try to get to know them better but like that's the it's kind of what it is way. yeah i, mean, I definitely yeah. feel like i got to know my family better yeah like over quarantine because yeah. i mean like there's a disconnect that develops as you go to college yeah of course i mean you're gone six seven months out of the out year, of the year yeah. so i mean you're it's like you're a guest in your own house yeah yeah that's so it's, it's, yeah. that is yeah, that is a great fantastic. way to put it yeah it's, it's, it's really weird but i mean i'm glad that you know i got to rebuild some of the bond back with my brother mm-hmm. my nephews my mom and my dad so that was really nice but like i mean we're at a stage like i mean it's nice to be home but like we yeah. are we're like growing like we're, yeah. we're leaving the yeah. nest yeah. we need other people and um i don't know it's just well that was nice i mean i had a mental breakdown mm-hmm. during the summer i ended up going to therapy um i thought i had bipolar depression but i just have severe depression or major depression and anxiety problems and I mean, I knew about the anxiety problems, but I mean, the anxiety problems are like part of the reason I don't procrastinate because mm-hmm. I literally make myself over anxious. Mm-hmm. But like, like I think like with Tyrus, like I got so angry to a point where like, like a small you know, families argue, yeah. a small family argument. I remember just literally blew up for no reason. It was all my fault. Like it was mm-hmm. nothing that my parents were saying anything new. Or nothing that I wouldn't normally expect to happen. That would just you literally just be a brush off, go to my room, do something else for the rest of the day. But like, I just remember, like I was so angry, and I was just like blew up, and like it was just such like the worst day. Like it was so terrible. But it's like I don't see people. Like there's mm-hmm. no like there's no outlet. Yeah, outlet. I mean, the more I think the more people you see is like the more you can like push off on other people. It's like if yeah. you have ten friends, you know that's ten different things you can push off to different people. And I know it's just. I mean, you're honest with your parents to a po- to a fault. I to mean, a point. Yeah. you can't be as experientially and emotionally naked with their parents are now as you were with your friends. Something. Or, I mean, I guess it depends on the relationship you have. Obviously, it's something that was made glaringly clear to me, because obviously, like, I mean, you guys know, I don't, I have, I have a really good relationship with my parents for sure. It was definitely made stronger over over like quarantine. But something that was made really clear to me very very early on, and I was I was like. I've always been friends with my parents, but not like friends with my parents, like, you know, like we are now. I definitely think I've made, you know, we've made, I think they'd agree, but I've definitely made strides in the right direction. But like, yeah, those first couple of like months, there was just like no, and because, I mean, despite what you guys, I mean, like may think listeners, I mean, like, obviously we're all, us three are very close and we talk a lot, but 
none of us are really big electronic communicators so like yeah. we don't talk a lot like we'll talk over text every now and then and like we'll try and set up calls and stuff like that yeah but we're not the everyday group we're not chat the everyday guys. group chat yeah guys. I think we used to like group FaceTime more than we do now, yeah. like sophomore year or something. I, th- I think what it was is because we built, like, we didn't even have to like talk about what time we were going to have to go to Burwell every night. We knew we, we were just gonna, knew. We're, yeah. we, you just know, knew. get yeah. there at six o'clock. We're going to be six there from six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm headed there. Yeah, yeah. I'm headed pick there. up a table. Or yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah. You, you know, we're there, and so we knew that. And like I think we all thrive a lot. Part of the reason we want to do this podcast is we thrive off conversation. We oh, yeah. thrive off of being able to speak our minds. And we knew we had that every single day. And so like, because I mean, along with our friendship, we all have like three like vastly different days. I mean, yeah, major, yep. um, psych, whatever, and bio. Like we mm-hmm. go through different courses. We don't have any classes together. I mean, we barely share the same building, but that's just because science. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, we we uh, see so many different people. So like, it's like coming to the table. It's like the traditional family. Like, you come talk about your day. You come yeah, talk about like exactly. something. Yeah, you, and, you, and you know. also you kind of don't want to talk about everything that's happened in the day because you want to come back and you want to be able to talk about it. Because like, I may have some crazy shit happen to me. Like you know, one of those things happened in physiology. You know, whenever the professor you know pulled out that wad of cash and said, "Y'all want to bet on something?" As a joke, I. He was he was joking. I need to make that clear. He wasn't actually trying to bet with us. He was just making a joke. But like, if I had just texted y'all that, y'all would have been like, "Oh, that's crazy." But oh, like, cool. but like when I told y'all that, I mean, we still talk about that, and that's kind of because you know I told y'all at dinner at some point, and we you know just got to enjoy that together and just process that together. Yeah. Maybe I didn't realize as how funny it was until I got to hear the reactions from y'all, you know. And that's just you know having that sort of relationship established, you know, sort of de-necessitates having to talk all the time. Yeah. But because we did that, we just didn't really talk for most of quarantine because like, that's just, that's something I would never, we didn't, yeah. I didn't didn't know how to start a conversation. I still don't know how to start a conversation over text. Like I'm, I'm barely active in the group chat because I don't know what the hell to say. I mean, it's, it's it's just like, I mean, even like going back to the Burwell, like being friends with like the staff and the stuff, like talking to Mr. Max, uh, talking to seeing different people. Shout out, Mr. Max. You know, we have um, Ian and Ellis at the table and stuff, but you know, there's always Chalmers, some stra- stranger yeah. that come up, something happens, something funny talks. I mean, it, it's, it was always something to like look forward to at the end of the day. But I mean, like you said, we go home and it's like, I mean, the group chat now is like, did y'all hear this? Or yeah. uh, what are y'all doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. Can someone help this? Yeah. Things that like wouldn't be said if we weren't physically living together. Yeah. So it's literally like a roommate conversation. But, I mean, we'll come out here in the living area or living room and like sit here and talk for like hours random. on end yeah. on something random. random. So it's like all of our like communicate. It's like start seeing that first message on Tinder. Like, you yeah. know you're a conversationalist in person, yeah. but it's like, how do I make this person interested? But to make it weirder, it's someone that I've been friends with for, like, three years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, it, but that, that yeah. felt that felt weird for me, definitely. That's, that really added to, like, the isolation level of it. Because I was like, I never questioned our friendship at all. But, like, you know, I was just like, I need to talk to somebody. Like, I'm going crazy. I don't, but I don't know how to start up a conversation. And that, like, snowballed until, like, I was like, the longer it went on, I was like, shit, then I need to, I, I need to come through with like, y'all may have experienced something similar. I was like, I need to come through with something really good that we can talk about or something yeah. like. It just puts s- like pressure on yourself. Put pre- yeah. So like, 
And then that just really snowballed into like, and we so, barely talked. Yeah. And like, how does that pressure lead to more anxiety for yourselves? Like, yeah, how does that make you more anxious? Or yeah, more just like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking to my friends. Do my friends still like me? You yeah. Know, stuff like yeah. that. You know? yeah. And not even talking about that. I mean, like being in a relationship during the pandemic. I mean, Oh, yeah. Being like oh, going oh, from yeah. seeing your I girlfriend see, I speak on that. every day yeah. or like being able to just walk over to like where she lives or something and to, okay, I'm not going to be able to see you for three or four months. I mean, granted, you know, I mean, lucky, I mean, lucky for me, I guess, um, uh, Eric was planning to go to go abroad over the summer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was going to see her for three months regardless. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's different between like, you know, talking or you're planning, okay, you're going to go on this abroad experience to like, some Spanish-speaking country versus, all right, we're physically separated through something that we can't fix. We yeah. cannot fix this. Like, yeah, we, there's nothing that we can do about this, and like yeah. just having to like learn and adapt. And I mean, because with if she had gone abroad, like theoretically, you're gonna be like, I'll come visit you for your week or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Or, or or you know, there's something new and interesting, yeah. and like something to talk about there because yeah. she's going through a completely new experience. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're both sitting at our houses. Like you could justify if she was if she was in like Barcelona or something like that. You're like, damn, I really want to see her, but she's going clubbing in Barcelona tonight. Like, you know, that's that's pretty sick. Like, that's the experience that you know I wanted to have, and just like not the the um, so much, so many different sources of information, so many conflicting things about COVID. You don't want to you don't want to get it, but more importantly, like I don't want to spread it it either. Yeah, I feel way worse spreading it than getting it. Yeah, and so I mean. You can't see your friends. You couldn't see your girlfriend. Like it's your just girlfriend. so many yeah. relationships yeah. that probably aren't really strained in real life, but you got two people on both ends that are like thinking oh, that it's strained. going bad. Like, yeah, this is going so poorly. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, you can't see them and like get that physical. Talk like, to them. I mean, yeah. even even if we sit in a room together and no one's talking, like you can have a sense of okay, everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah. you you don't get that obviously when there's a physical say, yeah, disconnection. That, that's a whole new just like that's level a can of words. Yeah, yeah, because. Looking back on it, there's no way I think that I should still be with Mia. I mean, we were like four months in, and then this happened. We were distant for from late March until August, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Four so months in, almost the length of your relationship. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so. I that's mean, something. you know, I I think what what made it worse for me too is that you know she had a rough time with it as well, and it's I just couldn't be there. For I guess her it's hard to like be physically. there. For, yeah, it's hard enough to be there for somebody who. I mean, I won't speak about, you know, things that she was going through, yeah. but I, you've spoken to me a little bit about them. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be for somebody, be there for somebody with that stuff anyways. Yeah. Like, and it, if you're adding, you know, all this space in between and like not being able to communicate all the great, that's, you know, yeah. I definitely, I felt, I definitely felt really, I thought about, I mean, I spent a lot of time thinking about you guys, mm-hmm. obviously, but like definitely a lot of what I was thinking about that's is sweet. how... <laughs> How are their relationships oh. going? Because like I want, you know, I want y'all to be happy, and I yeah. like the relationships you guys are in. Yeah. And I was just like, this got to be brutal for them. I will say though, I mean, yes, it was, but but this did make for some good, like, or to like bring back letter writing. That was nice. That that was a cool. nice like little COVID activity, um, like nice or just being able to hold letters and write back and forth and. Um, that was nice. Well, let me yeah. tell you something before you on the on the letter writing. Tell me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So Eric and I, um, so Eric, we had been dating for over a year. So we had been more than a year in before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But um, we did letters, 
Mm -hmm. I wrote a letter to her, and let's say it was June. Mm -hmm. You know when that letter got to her? November. September. Oh my god. <laughs> November. The, the worst part is I sent her other things that got to her like within the week. This podcast was not sponsored by the United States Postal Service. But I mean, I'm not going to get mad at you because, I mean, number 45 in office was electing some people that wanted to defund the Postal Service. So I, I know it's not the Postal Service workers. They didn't get the help that they needed. You are the backbone of this country. Honestly, but, you know, you are. We, can't we love we you. Can we would you. love to have a sponsorship from we the U.S. We would. we would love a sponsorship. Some uh, merch, too, possibly. Oh, well, no. US, they have no, merch. it's not your yeah, fault. Yeah. We know it wasn't your fault, United States Postal Workers. Yeah. Well, but okay. it was it was like the letter writing and being able to have something in concrete with their physically writing. I mean, texting is cool, you know, FaceTiming is cool, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a different, different type of like, yeah. um, like they physically spent the time to yeah. write this. I mean, we put pictures in it. I mean, she'd send me yep. pictures that her nieces drew. Yep. Um, it was nice. I mean, um, Eric had a heart thing that she had surgery for over the pandemic. I sent her a nice little care package. Oh, that USPS merch is USPS nice. clothing line. They got bucket hats. They got. Yeah. Oh, I, no. I sent her a nice okay. little care package, stuff like that. One thing that I got into that was nice. Um, so, delivering flowers to people, very expensive. Yes. Uh, yes. But you know what's not? Instacart. <laughs> oh. Instacart, those Put us flowers. Put a song, King. Uh, or Publix has delivery. You an know, early wreck, an early wreck. are pretty cheap. You can get a good chunk for $15, $20. Mm. Get that Instacart, and you might end up paying like thirty, almost forty. Okay, but I mean you got a good decent amount of flowers. Versus you get a couple roses and get that shipped to her house for sixty dollars yeah. at the floors. I never got like so. Well, like you know, you hear people complaining like, oh man, like oh shit, like Valentine's Day is like it's coming up. I'm you know bleeding me dry. Like flower, flowers are not expensive, dog. Like just go buy your, you know, fifteen twenty dollars. Buy your girl some flowers. Yeah. Not even on Valentine's Day. Just buy. Just gotta show up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of that. I mean, this is an aside, but I mean, we live in such of a culture with social media and stuff. That's Everyone's got to yeah. look like they got it. So I mean, that's another. Uh, social media is another episode. Yeah, that's that could be a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, versus or I lack feel like thereof. all people could just if they have a gift that they receive that lets people know that a they thought about them and that they put the effort into getting that gift. That make them feel good. Like mm -hmm. it, it is, does not take much for me to be happy with the gift someone got me. Because yeah. a, you thought about you me, thought about me, and b, you got me something. Like, I think that's, that that's success. that's more of the gift for me. Usually, is you thought of me in this moment, and you like knew that that this gift would be best for me personally. Mm -hmm. That that's means a, you know. That means you know me. Right. That's, that's the what, gift to me. That's what yeah, I hope. That's I the can, gift. Yeah. The, the last yeah. gift that I gave. Great gift, gift Mr. Sweet. Was, yeah. It, it wasn't an expensive gift, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. Thoughtful gift, though. But it's thoughtful. Yeah. Like, my dad got me, uh, my parents got me a pack of socks. I mean, they got me other stuff. They got me, like, a pack of socks for Christmas. And I was like, damn, I really needed some socks. Some socks. Yeah. I, I, some I, socks I, I really yes, needed that. Like, I, and I use them every week. Uh, yeah, socks so, are great. That, yeah. that kind of helps segue into something that something else that I was just thinking that that uh, came to mind whenever you were mentioning the letter writing. What benefit do you think came out so obviously we all went through to some degree of course still going through like you know some pretty low uh you know points mental i have all social points. interaction i want at this yeah, point <laughs> quarantine. but do you think that like that all that time apart did do a, some good whenever we came back because i definitely think now whenever i'm back i i don't know like i feel 
you know, we, we only spent, you know, a couple months apart, but I definitely like feel like I value our time together a lot more, but that also maybe because we're graduating. Would you say that you, graduating. you savor it more now? Is that what you say? I do. <laughs> you know, you but before, before I may have said that, you know, our time together was unsavory, but now yeah. I know that it's very savory. Um, to the inside jokes. But like, you know, even like the first week that we were back or whatever, like as soon as like we started. Sponsored by Glucose Tablets. We, we, started, we started seeing each other again and like it took. I mean, I I don't think I'm speeding out of turn here saying it took us a little bit to get back into the swing of things, for sure. The full swing of things. Like yeah. a week or so. Yeah. But even in those, like even whenever like, you know, a little conversation it may not be hitting it, you know, the way it used to, I was still like, Man, these this is it right here. This, yeah. You know, this is what these fellas is on to something. These fellas <laughs> are on to something. Yeah, no, I mean I would just say, yeah, I think having gone through quarantine last year. Mm-hmm. Last summer mainly, I think it it made me um, value this year a lot, um, and I just know I just know in, in two weeks no I want to be crying man because no. I, I just it, you know it, it's it's oh, <laughs> I didn't think we'd get this far in the school oh, year you know it, it's but you know it it has made me just for clarification we graduate in two weeks oh yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for clarification <laughs> the Tyrus is just gonna be quiet crying for some random he, he's got a, he's got May he's yeah, got his crying. schedule planned out yeah. he's like I'm gonna yeah. cry yeah. today no but I mean you know I just yeah. I just really enjoyed this this mm-hmm. year and just being at Wofford being around people yeah my age yeah um got a great yeah 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 and I mean dare I say for me these past four years Wofford has been home yeah and so you know yeah. When I think yeah. of home, I think of Wofford. I, yeah. when I, when I say I'm going back to my house. Yeah. I'm going back to Clint. Right? Like I'm going to stay because I mean I got to live out of a suitcase or yeah. a bag yeah. while I'm there. When, when I'm when I'm back at my parents' house, I say, "All right, I'm going to go home later." Mm-hmm. That means I'm going back to Wofford. That yep. doesn't mean I'm. Yep. And I'm like, what? Going like, home? What? I tell people this I'm is homeless. home. Uh, my my yeah. mom gave is up it? kind of a while ago. <laughs> you know, is it? <laughs> Thanks, mom. Well, you yeah. turn my room into yeah. a workout room. No, they turn my room into a guest ha- guest room, even though we have a guest house right across the way. Flex. They're like, oh, we don't want to make our guests walk all the way over there. I'm like, what? They. Uh, that's a whole other thing. It's I don't know, it's but but I mean, I think there are a lot of benefits to COVID or or the, the pandemic. Uh, but yeah. COVID, but yeah. I mean, yeah. think about. It, I mean. I got a lot of government money in life. Oh, I was saying, we're still yeah. not negating uh, the plight that so many yeah. people are no, we're gone not, through not, and have still gone through. I'm talking about Jalen. Just Jalen. talking about Jalen. received also, so much government money. You also heard us talk about how horrible it was for us as well. This is just, yeah. We're trying yeah. to spin it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. through the storm. <laughs> yeah. But I got multiple stimmies. Well, you ended up uh, stimmies, aka stimulus checks. I got some money from the school. Is stimmy a unit of measurement now? I think so. You gotta be like, oh, that costs half a stimmy. Y'all would know how much I say. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we got that four Wofford fund at the beginning of the year that was mm-hmm. a scholarship. You know, I ended up getting a nice refund check and then the stimmy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I mean, eh, that's a positive. Two stimmies this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all got two stimmies. No, well, no, no, no. one we from. Did. No, oh. we did one from uh from the government. Well, two from the oh. government, really. Like one from the from the bill, and one from Wofford through the bill. Oh yeah, yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah it is too. Yeah, yeah. yeah damn, <laughs> yeah. the government almost gave me about five to five thousand dollars in the last year. So shout out to them. tax free. Yeah, tax free yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, but also I'll say like my relationships in like all areas of my life, my relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk. I I learned more about my family's mental health struggle through like mm-hmm. my own breakdown. So I mean, while it was a like I was talking about, it was a shitty tough time. I mean, I got I got I went to therapy. Um, 
Shout out to Kevin, the Lawrence County Mental Health. Terrible mental health clinic, by the way. <laughs> but not Kevin, but, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I will no. say this. It's very Don't hard do boy, as Kevin, an like African-American that. male to connect to a white male who's oh, like white. fresh oh. out of college almost. Oh, yeah. Does that mean that our relationship is going to... Gonna hit the tank in three I mean, weeks. I'm not laying all my mental health problems on our exactly, relationship. Yeah, so I don't you know, know what? That's so. fair. So I'll, I'll give that's you that. Fair. I'm not putting as much weight on. <laughs> Neither am I. Yeah. Not, y'all aren't putting the same weight on me that you would put on your therapist. No, no man. not even close. And that's, no. that's that's kind for the of benefit you. of our no. relationship. Kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I went to that, that's but like I learned cough. more about my my family's mental health problems and struggles, and that was very <laughs> beneficial because I mean. Especially as an African American, I feel like mental health can be written off as oh they're crazy, mm-hmm. or oh you get sad or he gets mad. It's sometimes. a phase. You'll describe yeah. it. Yeah, but like yeah. no one really wants to talk about like the true like what it is. I mean, it's a, I'm hurting. It, it, yeah. yeah, is that just it's, like an unwillingness to want to like acknowledge weakness? Not even I weakness, even but say just like that. I, th- I think like, what people see as faults. I think it's when you think about all the things that African Americans have gone through in this country. We can't they afford to be they weak. Don't want, yeah. yeah, they don't want yeah, to Yeah, we can't afford to be weak. Like, yeah. You can't talk okay. about your feelings, though. We got so many other problems to deal with. We're out here dying, and you're talking about, uh, like, oh, you, you, oh, you, you have, sad? You have anxiety, you have depression? Sad? Go outside. Like, come on, man, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Come on, get, yeah. get, get, get it together. Like, yeah. you, have, you have stuff to do. You have things to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, yeah, keep moving. Yeah, keep growing. And that's the problem. But, I mean, getting able to talk and, like, have authentic conversation with my parents. Like, as an adult, like, my parents treat me as an adult very much. That is and life change it's so nice to be able to just have a candid conversation like having like real raw like how are you feeling like how like growing up like these are problems i I learned that depression runs in my family like there are things like my parents are medicated for different things and like that's something i wouldn't have known without probably the pandemic or i would have learned a lot further down later in life yeah um with my friends i realized wow like a, we don't have a lot of time to like physically be together, so we want to get the best out of every moment. But like that, like I mean, I, I love my friends. I've always known I love my friends, but like to really understand, like these are like people that I cherish. Like, and like I'm 22. These are like some of the two, three people in my life that are like gonna be there for forever. I mean, I think they say if you have a friend for longer than like seven years, that's a friend for life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're past halfway of that. And I already consider you guys, you know, best friends for life. I mean, it, we've gone through so much in four years emotionally as men mm-hmm. and like growing up. I mean, it, I mean, doing this podcast is really getting you retrospective and like yeah. thinking of past yeah. of our past friendship and t- talking about it. But like, it just really like put in perspective. Like, okay, these people are very important to me. And it made me also realize that my relationship that I have with my girlfriend is a lot more special because I mean, we survived a pandemic, and and I mean. That sounds a little more dramatic than it is, but no, it, it isn't. No, I mean, no, no, yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, you're, you're it's gone not. from each other, and you're very young, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out, okay, how do you talk long distance after being able to see each While other? While also yeah. figuring out how to stay afloat yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Juggling all that. Well, together. juggling your physical, your own mental and physical health, having to juggle your relationship's health, having to, like, figure out how can we be intimate and still be two, 300 miles away? Yeah. How can we still feel connected 
over the distance, and I mean, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. But I mean, it was a challenge, and it but it made me realize, hey, like this is something that I want to have going. Want to keep going. Want to keep and it going. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of things, and even like being an uncle. I mean, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And I got to spend a lot of time with them, and it's just like I feel like while it was very painful, and it was tough. Like the journey, like made a lot of the relationships in my life. Um, stronger mm-hmm. and it was like, I, I mean as the person I am I go the way the relationships in my life are going if my if something's wrong in a relationship in my life it shows up in my personality how I act somewhere yeah. whether it's my girlfriend my friends my parents my brother needs and nephew somebody yeah. it, I wear those emotions on my sleeve so I feel like welcome uh, to the apartment Mr. Goodwin Ellis is here with no crutch. Our disabled. With no crutch. This man couldn't walk two days ago. Now our, he's walking. Our disabled that roommate. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. I Jay, like, it, sorry, good. Oh, I, I have a quick thing. Just, yeah, I feel good. like a good analogy is like, it's like the, y'all ever see the first Captain America movie? Yes. The, the quarantine, like the quarantine specifically part of it, like was basically like the serum that they put into Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like it made. What was that called? Sorry, I'm just curious. It's just like oh. the super serum. Oh, or something okay. Like that. But a man died over that in that movie. Yeah, he was shot. A lot of people. No. Died that movie. <laughs> yeah. But it made the it made the relationships in your life that were already strong a lot stronger. I feel like. Yeah. Through a lot of trial and tribulation, of course, but yeah. it made them stronger overall. But it made, but it also, I cut a lot of people out of my life. In, the ones that were weak, it's gone. Damn. But <laughs> the, the ones, ones that, that were weak, weak, they didn't make it. Like, they didn't, they make, didn't it. make it. They didn't make it. <laughs> I talk to a lot less people now. Yeah. As evidenced by the fact that I spend, I don't know, 27 hours a day in my room. Yeah. But, but like, how does that, like, make you feel? Because I know, I mean, I have some friends I cut in my life, and I feel like a weight was lifted off of me. Me too. Like, I, me- I feel like. A, they were a burden? It, 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 well, not even that. No. I mean, it's, it's a burden, but it's like. When you talk to someone and it's physically and mentally taxing on you, but you have other friends to like kind of balance out, you yeah. don't really notice it. And when things are going well, you don't really notice it. But when you're in a pandemic and that lot of shit is going to hell, you're already so drained. And then you have to deal with this person yeah. and what they're saying yeah. or these people and what they're saying, and you're just like, man, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like I, I can't. And I think of friends like <laughs> Michael. I can't do this. Yeah, I, Michael, I, can't, Michael, I can't do this. We need a lot of green bags. <laughs> but uh, it's just like you know, pe- the people that you like and the people you're friends with, it should not be effort to talk to them, be. to spend time with them. Yeah, but and if it takes effort and it's a toll on you, and you're like outside of like being friends, you're not getting any benefit. Like it, you gotta do it with your boss. Mm-hmm. He pays you. There's benefit to that. But for someone who's not physically or monetarily benefiting you like you just reevaluate and be like why am i friends with this person yeah. is it only for nostalgic purposes we went to high school together yeah oh wow oh yeah shit i'm about to graduate college i'm in a completely different stage of my life yeah like yeah you hit like him you up. Gotta, you oh what do. are you doing oh i'm doing this and you're like i didn't even know you're majoring in that it's yeah. like you know i i definitely agree on that like i don't think a lot of the, like the relationships were necessarily like a burden but it's just like I don't gotta be doing all that. No. Like no. I I like the people that I like. I'm gonna put energy in the relationships that I know are being that are fruitful. Res- or yeah, yeah, or that are like it's reciprocated. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't Yeah, be, just that. I yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been trying so hard to be friends with you guys if I was like, Hey, I wanna hang out. Because that's my voice. <laughs> that's how you sound, yeah. That's how you always sound. <laughs> and you were like, nah man, like we're doing if you just kept ghosting me, like then you know, there's no chance. But yeah. like, you know, I know 
the stuff's going to be reciprocated. So like, yeah. I'm willing to go because obviously, Jay did say he, he just went to the restroom, but he did say that like it, it shouldn't be effort. But I'll add on to that a, a, a small clause like if it's going to be a little bit of effort, you got to know that there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was definitely yeah. a little bit of effort to keep up our relationship a little bit, not necessarily to keep it up, but it was an effort to try and reach out over quarantine. Yeah, I mean, but we, I knew that it was worth it. Yeah, and so I, I would just say that I don't think any friendship is free of effort. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's any relationship, any relationship, yeah. even effort, yeah, effort is a little bit of yeah. you know, it's a but I mean, as wide spanning. Jay effort. said, if it's just taxing mentally. Physically, even then, that might be a sign of just we shouldn't continue as friends. If you just have to like deal with that person, yeah. Like even friends, relationships, even with family. Like if you have to, if you just have to like deal with like, oh, like this person is so bad for me mentally. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good segue. I mean, like I lost friends over a lot of like the protests and things that happened last mm. summer. Okay. So talking about Anna yeah. Taylor, uh, Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking to friends like that are victim blaming, oh, he should have done this, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, I mean, and like, I can't convey like how that made, because I mean, not being able to go on social media without seeing someone that looks like you murdered. Uh, not being able to go on social media with talking about black death like the objectification of relating it to physical black bodies we're all bodies just bodies not humans not people and then like going back and then thinking oh i'm gonna get some reprieve in my group chats with my friends or we're gonna talk about something lighthearted, and you just hear them like literally like victim blaming and like trashing what's going on and like just like so polar opposite of how you're feeling it's just like damn like i can't be friends with these people like i can't talk about this with these people because it's like hey i mean i mean this was a man who got his neck knelt on over a a counterfeit 20 dollar bill this is a woman who whose house was a served a no-knock warrant who was asleep which shouldn't be legal in the first place the police should not show up at your house without knocking and raise your has that trial happened yeah, the, the all of the cops got off on the Louisville one, course, but they yeah. settled with a, a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, but it it's it was tough, and I did my capstone for anthropology sociology on this, talking about racial battle fatigue. So essentially, all the ailments of the physical feelings that people of color experience due to racism, so the anger, the obesity, the blood pressure raising, like hypertension. I mean, all that stuff due to racism and, like, just talking to people my age and, like, we, like, literally had to delete social media apps for our own mental health. And in a pandemic where you can't be near people mm-hmm. and then deleting, like, your, your only way to reach out, connection, yeah. like, yeah. really, like, it's yeah. really tough. Not being able to watch the news or TV yeah. or even ESPN or sports because that's what everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. this is what everyone's talking about because there's nothing much going on. I, I didn't, it was weird because, like, like you're saying, like, I... There, there was no way for me to talk to anybody except for my family. There's no way for any of us to talk to anybody except for our family apart from the internet. But I found myself making distinct mental notes and decisions saying, I don't need to be on the internet. It's just going to stress me out. Like you're, you're going to go, you know, you're going to go and you're going to see some, you know, headlines saying either, you know, a bunch of people died from COVID today or there's, it, you know, some insane thing happened, you know, rape, you know, yeah. like the George Floyd thing. It, like, and it's just... In a time that's already so taxing because you're so cut off, it's like, it's hard to, it was hard to justify getting on the internet to see that. 
and like the coverage of all the riots and then yeah. Yeah, I, like having like discussions like i mean i was having discussions with my nephew who's six he's seven mm-hmm. he's seven now um my grandma my mom my dad like all family members about what's like talking about what's going on because like my dad got really into watching the news so the news was on all day every day mm-hmm. and so i couldn't miss it I mean, talking to my mom, my granny, like about politics and things like that. Because I mean, I'm a lot more liberal than my grandma, obviously. Not okay. well, obviously, but I'm a lot more liberal than she is. You can kind of say obviously. And then, like, I'm a little more liberal or a little more radical than my parents are. But I mean, most people, most younger, most younger people are prone to being more radical than their own pa- mm-hmm. parents. Because I mean, we have our whole lives ahead of us to make decisions. So, I mean, and also the culture shift between like. Now and what thirty years ago when they were in our position is insane. I mean, the world moves so fast these days. And we, I mean, we're the first generation to grow up with social media, so like you can That's be true, radicalized yeah. into being left, right, whatever, just and by like, twenty minutes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or surfing on Twitter. Twitter so, yeah, I mean, Twitter. You, more of, you don't have to worry about that. Not a lot but, of political I mean, it, ads on Instagram. It was just such like an echo chamber. Is like all of these things just blah blah blah. There's not much to talk about. There's not daily life to talk about. So we're gonna beat this thing in and it's like dealing with people that a think the pandemic is fake think everything's a hoax and then double that down on you know we're having race problems in the country and it's just i don't know it's very interesting but i will say this this might be a bit of a hot take i don't care i think it's pretty problematic that the united states passes a a bill about Asian hate crimes before doing anything to deal with African Americans, given that we experienced over 400 years of police violence, other violence and things. We still can't even get the Emmett Till lynching bill off the ground to like get voted into Congress. But like the first Asian bill dealing with hate crimes, not saying, not saying that that should not have happened. Right. That Mm -hmm. definitely needed to happen because they were facing hate crimes at a, unprecedented amount yeah but i just think that it's just it's offensive for, it's a and, it's a spit I mean, in the face yeah, you know, it, it was, was a spit yeah. in the face yeah that was for one year yeah i mean they, they, they know, versus that 400 year. years yeah. i mean yeah they've, they've gone through things for a while as well but just you know to compare their plight to the, the plight of the african-american in america is like you know it, it's it's not comparable like, they've had it, issues i mean yeah, 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 they've yeah. had a lot they've yeah. had a lot of issues also, we know that yeah pretty sure they got uh uh what was it it was preparations for um, the the camps World War Two yeah they got those right they got those. Well, the not Japanese the, the Japanese got those. not so, that, yeah. that of course you know no 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 no, that, no but it's like but, I mean but I mean it's some type of reparation it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an acknowledgement it's of acknowledgement of, of, of a wrong you, you can't you can't compare like you know and it feels weird to you know compare like you know. Oh, you know, we've gone through more than you have, but you know, at some point, like you have to say. That. I don't know. I mean, and it's, it's just. It's, I'm not what saying it's it? unjustified. I'm just saying yeah. it's weird to have to do that. Mississippi but it's still weird. It's, uh, it's awful. Mississippi didn't like ratify the Thirteenth yeah, Amendment yeah, yeah. until like ten years, less than yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, like stuff like that. I mean, and you talk about mass incarceration. There are like more black men in prison in the United States than there are women or people that identify as female imprisoned in the world. Um, black people are shot at, are killed, murdered by the police three times the rate. They're talking about redlining, gentrification, all those things. Like there are so many different That's things. A whole Mass incarceration, the Thirteenth Amendment loophole to slavery. Because if you're a prisoner, you have no rights, and you can be treated yeah. as a slave. I mean, it's now so much. Do you think all of that? Because obviously, you know, living with the color skin that I have, you know, 
all which of is this. what? Which is what? Which shirt? What's your colors? Okay. I'm I had to make sure. Yeah. 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 We're on sure. the microphone. Man, yeah. They can't see you. Like. <laughs> For me, yeah. I can say all this stuff, you know, I haven't, it hasn't really affected my own mental health until the past two or three years, namely the past year. Would you say that the last year, all this stuff hit like and had the most distinct impact on your own like mental and even physical health? When it comes to racial issues, yeah. In 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 this past year, do you think it's been the most taxing year of your life, or has the has it just all been? I won't say it's been more taxing for me. Okay. But I will say that it has made me more cynical about where we're headed as a country. Okay. And um, what we value as a country. Okay. Um, I just think that, you know, we've been asking for. One thing, pretty much, since I don't know, forever, and yet Almost we all the rights that we fought and for, the civil rights, have been stripped away in different ways. That one thing hasn't been granted yet. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just what do so we do? Weird coming what do we from do? A community when all you want to do is be treated as an equal person, be seen as a person, and to, yeah, and to like get so many like nah, man, and to see the like, to see the kind of what, what's weird for me is seeing the kind of stuff that's being picked up before all. Like people yeah. talking about like gun issues and stuff like that. That's not as serious as this. Or talking about like even like weed passing yeah. like you know legalization laws. It's like there's other stuff to get to. Like w- maybe just buckle down a little bit yeah. and figure that out first before like you move on to other stuff. That for me was one of the most glaring things last year for me is like there's a bunch like there's this you got to take care of before you. I think I think Jay maybe it was you who told me this, but. You know, it's just this this quote, you know, if you solve the problem of the black man, of the black person, really, then you solve America's problems largely because so much is rooted within our community and how mm-hmm. we've been mistreated for far mm-hmm. too long. And so, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, even, like, yeah. almost every, like, problem or, like, thing to do with the black community is reduced to racism. Racism. Why, why is the stereotype <laughs> that black people can't swim? Well... White people come in black communities and put literal chemicals in their pools. And for centuries, that made them not want to go swim. Why do waiters not get pay? Well, post-slavery, a lot of um, black people went into the service industry. And so you didn't have to pay them, but they relied on tips. Um, Why is employment tied to health care? Well, after slavery, we don't need these black people going to hospitals and doctors. So we're going to tie it to the one thing that they don't have. A job, yeah. And would we yeah. still have that? And now, what is, and what is that? that what's that? What's, what's that leading to nowadays? I mean, you know, that, that's how, that's why we're in the spot. But I mean, it's the same old adage: racism as American is is uh, apple pie. I mean, it, it's apple pie. ingrained yeah. in our culture. It's ingrained in everything there are to our um, Star Spangled Banner. I mean, it it's it's everywhere, and no. The people in power don't believe it's a problem, and people will get reduced to saying we had a black president. All right, so yeah, I mean tokenism doesn't put you forward. No, I mean it doesn't. Just because that doesn't mean that he solved black issues. Really, mean that he solved anything. And I think some black people don't get that messed up. But I mean, I come back to your question about like this past year and racism and stuff. I mean, I come from a, a fairly small area. It's not that much money in it mm-hmm. um so i mean people are less wealthy and um it's either you're blatantly outside racist or you're not and you're broke like that's that that's what i grew up with either i'm gonna call you the n-word to your face and be blatantly racist to you or we're cool okay. so like coming to college and dealing with like subtle racism or like 
covert racism and things like that. Mm-hmm. Those are things I had to get used to. But I will say 2020 was one of the most impactful years to me because it was so much put onto me at once. So, like, I remember when I was in high school and I dated this one white woman and my parents sat me down and had a talk with, like, hey, yep. like, these are things that you have to know to look like, up, yeah. with the police, things like that. Like, this, this is a talk that you have to have versus, I mean, junior year of college or sophomore to senior year, we have – is this black man really a person? Did he really lose his life? I mean, now we have Nancy Pelosi saying, thank you, George Floyd, for your sacrifice. I mean, he didn't sacrifice his life. Mm-hmm. It was violently taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't make that choice. Yeah, yeah, we have, you know, Breonna Taylor, stuff like that. Oh, blah, blah. She wasn't the best person, blah, blah, blah. Well, if we look at anyone abstractly, nobody is the best person. Yeah. And you can always justify why, oh, he smoked weed, he did this. I was going to say, blah, but if, somebody came in, you know, if somebody came through here and killed all of us right now, like, there'd be... There'd be a way to But even that. even right, but like even with all that, we have said that we are a country where you were innocent until uh proven guilty. And so, you know, even like with all that in their background and their uh, uh history or what have you, um they don't deserve to die in those ways that uh mm-hmm. they died. You know, it, it there's a, a a process in place that's meant to remedy and to to help solve those issues. Mm-hmm. Um but when that's when, when that isn't used, um, then things just kind of break down. Um, but but so. I also think we have to we have to, we can't think of the criminal justice system as an unaffected system. Yeah. Oh no no and, no. I mean, first of all, the criminal justice system in America is <clears throat> set out to be was meant to be for white landowning males, so white mm-hmm. males of wealth. And I and I think a lot of people don't realize that that knocks down white women and then white males that don't have wealth. Like mm-hmm. you, when you think about the, the strongest supporters, the staunchest supporters of the Republican movement, we can all think about poor white men. Mm-hmm. And they're getting crapped on in the same way that black people are getting crapped on. They just have their race to hide behind. Yeah. They can benefit from Medicare for all. They can benefit from all these policies. They could. But they're hiding behind their race, and they have that as their shield. And with the criminal justice system, I mean— the trial starts before you get you ever touch a courtroom. Yeah. Um, Trayvon Martin, we were seeing pictures of him smoking weed. I was about to say like meaning pictures. I mean, on they, they they go to such lengths. Not they, I mean, but it, it's people on social media. The pre-trial publicity is so such yeah. to find something about you. Yeah. To people make on sure. social media are looking to prove you guilty before you even step in the courtroom. Because I mean, I'm not the perfect person, but hey, if I if I get killed in the street today are they gonna paint me as the good Wofford student who was involved had good grades pre-law had all these things ahead or i mean i'm not ashamed to admit are they gonna paint me as the marijuana smoker do-rag wearing thuggish looking cut vulgar person that hey oh he might have deserved to die it, it, it's that's how our media works that's how a lot of trials and Things work now. It's yeah. uh, so much social media, so much publicity around it. Because I mean, think about it, we're, even with a high-profile case like George Floyd, that mm-hmm. case or the trial happened a year later. Because I mean, you have to try to, you know, move some of the sensitivities away from the crime. But I mean, think about how much stuff can get put out between then, and how much, how many like quote-unquote damaging things can be put out between from when it happened to when it didn't happen. Because when you think about it abstractly, that man was murdered mm. now, on the street. I have, a, I have a question for the both of you. Um, obviously, I I can't, you know, I, I haven't gone through the 
kinds of things that you guys have gone through, you know, I, I do my best to listen, of course, but how much do you find yourself when you hear all this stuff? How much do you find, because I think there may be a difference between like empathizing and projecting it on yourself. Like how much do you find yourself like hearing all these stories and projecting it upon your own life? And what putting, do you mean? Like, like putting yourself like, like thinking about directly how this affects your life, how it would have, how, like what would have happened if you were in that scenario? That time, like when you hear about all this stuff, yeah, like the George Floyd case, yeah, like did part part of you processing that case was it thinking what would have happened if I was there, or is it just sure? I mean, or do yeah, you just deal sure. with it as deal with it as an outsider? No, no, well, it, it not necessarily an outsider, yeah. but just like a thinking about it as a whole, as opposed like, to dang, that's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't exactly, think exactly. I don't. Yeah. I don't know of 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 any black person, any black man who could have seen what happened to. Mr. Floyd, mm -hmm. and not see himself in that moment, possibly in this okay. country, um, it is impossible. And if it is, then I don't know who you are. But um, uh, it, it's, <laughs> um, it's really hard <laughs> to remove yourself um, from that. But I mean, no, they, like there's just no way to see black tragedy as a black person and not like know that that could be me at at any given moment. How much do you think it changed, like your <clears throat> approach to just I don't know, just like walking around like the street like because something like that is like for me a person who unfortunately has only recently been really tuned into this is like and i think for a lot of people even if you haven't plugged into it is like that's a cataclysmic event like life changing yeah. for me yeah how like how much do you think it's changed the way you approach i don't know just any like every every day like, uh, like walking out like if we it, were to go get like cribs like how much did it change it desensitizes me a lot. Yeah, and I think what Tyrus was saying. I mean, I think I became a lot more cynical and a lot more vocal about my cynicism, my cynical or cynicism. Cynicism, cynicism yeah, yeah. Than Tyrus did, but I mean, I had like a lot of hopes and like a lot of ideas of like what America is and like things that like to. I mean, Trayvon Martin was the first murderer I can remember. Um, he was older than me. Tamir Rice. I mean, thinking about stuff like that, and it's just like, wow, okay, we really are black bodies. If we're not, yeah. you know, on a on the sports team or rapping or something like we kind of really don't matter. We're only really matter as much as our bodies matter. And it kind of like made me, I mean, I value life, but kind of made me value life a little less because like I literally can be like murdered at any moment and they'll find a way to, by they, I mean like the media, some type of media will find a way to make sense of that. I was murdered and yeah. like villainize you. Yeah. yeah. Villainize me. Yeah. We're more willing way. to demonize you as opposed to address the, problem head on yeah it's easier yeah and we talk about like how many black people that i mean ahmaud ahmaud arbery this man was jogging through a neighborhood and was hunted down by white supremacists and murdered and In broad daylight white yeah. supremacists were only arrested months later after the video and stuff after the story went viral how many, like, how many other places are, is happening in the United States where those stories? Where there's don't no go cameras, viral? yeah. Where there's no cameras, yeah. And there's a black man that's yeah. dead and no countless, one cares. countless. Like, it's so much. It's, it, it just makes you like. James Baldwin said, "To be a conscious Negro is to always be in a state of anger." If you understand what's going on and like know what's going on, like, it's almost really, it really is ignorance is bliss because yeah. I mean you don't have to face the daily problem that hey, if I get pulled over. For a broken tail light, I might end up I in might a body die. bag. Yeah. yeah. Did um seeing yeah. the lack of um I definitely for me, something that sort of stoked that flame a little bit was seeing the lack of uh response or like, you know, punishment for people January, whatever, fourth, fifth, sixth. Sixth. Yeah. 
Like you seeing know, seeing that like after everything that happened January twenty not January twenty in twenty twenty, seeing like on the flip side, not that those things we know were directly related. They yeah. kinda are, but like yeah. seeing that and like just the lack of, you know, anything that happened afterwards was one of the things I mean, that definitely equal response to Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like not, they just walked in. Not not much not much would have probably caught me off guard um when it comes to just the unjust and um I guess I would say um unequal like ways that, that were were uh like seen and, and treated by the police. Um but that did it. You know mm-hmm. I, I thought that because it's the US Capitol yeah that it would be a lot uh, a, a An lot more thing. Yeah. yeah. I thought totally it would be a lot object. a lot uh or more more difficult to to breach and gain entry. Um, wait, wait, but, wait, wait, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, breaching. yeah. They kind of just walked up in. They there did. Like yeah, it was a Walmart. Yeah, yeah. I really thought that America had top flight security. I yeah, like Russia. Or some people are taking <laughs> some heavy notes. No, but like just you know seeing that play out, um, I was like, man, like damn, like mm-hmm. this is the 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 height of our country. Yeah. And nothing is happening, really. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, yeah. disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. Disappointed, I, but not surprised. That's, that's kind of the way that I was reacting to it. Obviously, obviously we don't yeah. have the same relationship to it, but, like, I was just like, damn, y'all really doing this? And, like, the stuff was happening, I was like, they're probably not, you know, nothing's going to happen to them. Hoping that I'd be wrong, but then I was like, son of a bitch, of course. I just think that, too, also, just, it, it, highlights um just the amount of i would say just the ignorance in the country Mm -hmm. i mean that was all fueled by a dumbass selective ignorance no well no like no no no, no, stop the count like i mean selective (laughs) ignorance in the sense that like they're gonna choose to be ignorant about that kind of thing but then like any other issue like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like no yeah and they're gonna like take the streets and think that there's some sort of yeah detective well put blue lives matter when they exactly yeah 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 Yeah. that's what i mean um no yeah 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 that's 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 well put um but you know yeah just you know it's it's yeah no yeah yeah it's crazy though because i mean it's 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 like Gaslighting. Yeah, you have the militarized response to the protesters last year, but there's no type of military response. There's a delay when the like U.S. Capitol building, like U.S. Yeah. Capitol building, guns, yeah, like with fucking taxes, yeah. yeah. things like they're literally going in there to, to take hurt hostages, political yeah. figures, to like, hang the. To hang Mike Pence, the vice president, yeah, the most milk toast man <laughs> in America, yeah. and they were like, nah. Yeah. No. And like that, like honestly, and I understand why there was like a, a rise of like Hitler mm. with in seeing Donald Trump, mm. like how he tell tells he fucking uh, contextualizes Hitler. No, no, <laughs> but like he tells yeah. all these lies, and like we think of like how could a group of people commit? That they won't type believe of that. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. Like, they do but it. Then, like you really see it in real time, and like that's really scary like that's that's really, i was scared like yeah. psychologically like yeah. that's really scary to me because like you can really like empower and embolden this group of people and they can yeah. just go seemingly so fucking easily that's over what, twitter that's over what, twitter that's yeah so over twitter well yeah 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 i know yeah i i wasn't sure what was going to happen like that day um that week just because like if they were doing that to the u.s capitol 
I don't know what What's was next. next? Yeah, like, like I don't know what was next. Fucking Wofford. Like, yeah. Not a, or, yeah, just are like you know, just like, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah. What if they just mobilize nationwide? Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. It's like I was scared that shit was gonna happen for a while. Yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't only recently. Still could, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Gentlemen. Hard segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say one more thing though. One more thing on that is like, I mean, not only did that happen, but to like hear people now say. It was they just, were harmless. It was, they, it, was, uh, yeah. it was a peaceful protest where a couple people got out of hand. <laughs> like one dude had pipe bombs. Like they were harmless. Like, like they were at like the news no, and stuff. I mean, it's like, what are you like really saying? Like what do you think what is you a protest? Justifying? Like, I mean, yeah. What and then you... like the the pop the property over lives. Like I mean, I am not cool. I, I'm not gonna say I'm not cool with, but I don't think you should go burn down property as your first form of protest. But when a man gets murdered in the street and there's another snuff on, fuck that Target, fuck the Walmart, like, <laughs> yeah. burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> and that property probably has insurance and will yeah. get built back in less than a, in 14 business days. <laughs> so, like, you're not you're not missing much, yeah. and that can be. But you can't take back a life, and what these people are doing is more than that. I mean, I went to a protest, and it, mm-hmm. it's. More than property, it's more than hey, like look at us, like we want these things. Like please treat us as people. Mm-hmm. We just want respect. That's such a fucking. We don't. That's want such more. a wacky thing to have to say. Like we don't. We don't want more than this guy. We don't want more than that guy. We just want equitable treatment. We just we want, want John, uh, equality. Just equality. That's, that's, that's it. it. John Mulaney, that's what I've been asking for. John Mulaney had that joke talking about weed legalization, and he was just like, it was so weird for him in like the early two thousands or whatever. Because he was just like, there's all this stuff where black people are like, hey, treat us as humans. And the government was like, well, think about it. And then they were like, how about marijuana? How about we legalize that in a couple of states, huh? Yeah. It's like, it, it's yeah. just great. Prior, it's, it's weird. But the point is, we've been, we're, I don't know, very socially active and conscious i'd like to think we like to talk about I'd it so. that's the point i, mean, I apologize you know i mean it's nothing for to the, apologize I mean, it's no yeah. i was gonna say i apologize we started this episode talking about uh mental health and predators we, we got Wild to hogs. an interesting point we yeah got to well, i mean point. this weighs on my mental health greatly i mean yeah. no, I'm, I'm yeah glad, i'm glad we had this conversation. i like yeah. these kind of conversations of course i know yeah. you guys do as well but um to end the you know, episode, you know, before an hour 20, and we, we've been talking for a minute. We want to go around perhaps some recs. Recommendations. Um, if y'all don't have one off top, I got one. I have one. You want to go? I want to recommend uh, the the Dole brand pineapple orange juice. It's great juice. It's a great mixer for uh, drinks. Um, what types of drinks? We're talking browns, ooh. whites? We're talking ooh, ooh, ooh. mostly whites, honestly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Clears, yeah. So yeah. I'll be candid with you, America. <laughs> I apologize. Anyway, yeah, this Dole uh, juice, please get it. It's so cheap. It's two twenty eight at, at most Walmarts. So what size yeah. is it? Like, what's like a. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you can't see my uh, my, say, my, going my head size head size <laughs> container. Uh, yeah, half right. gallon somewhere in there. There right, yeah. Jay, you got a wreck? Um, I just finished a Measure of a Man, the autobiography of Sidney Poitier. It's a pretty good read. I learned a lot about um, specific things. I mean, I didn't know who he was before I read the book, but um, it's a it's a good read uh, for for men. I think it, it teaches you a lot about life and life from a different perspective. So I'd, rec- I'd recommend that reading. All right, all right, and then my rec is going to be um, one of the things that I think kept my mental health afloat 
throughout uh throughout quarantine dungeons and dragons oh, <laughs> man and, D, baby yeah uh y'all can hate all you want no i really hating. don't care no one's hating it's fantastic it's Defensive, so much fun. i see why why because you guys have attacked me for doing how it. when you've given me what have we said ridicule. i need your receipts what have we I said? Called you a fucking nerd. At one point. <laughs> the point is, I don't care. It's so much fun. You know, get a little group. You know, once make your campaigns if you make want your, to. Oh, uh, if you want to be a dungeon master, write your own campaigns. <laughs> or if you uh, want to just well, buy. Sweet is a dungeon is, master. Is that what you are? Is it's that what you are? Master. I'm branching out, man. <laughs> you're a dungeon master. That's what you're. <laughs> not, yeah. right now, not in my current campaign. A, d- a dungeon your, master? <laughs> uh, would you say that? No. <laughs> I was about to say I'm gonna I'm do it sorry. for you guys, but I can't. Man. <laughs> I mean, you could. Sorry, America. It's re- it's really easy to get in. Once comic book stores open back up, you can go there. A lot of times they'll have adventures leagues. You can go play. Just sit. There in are leagues them. of this. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a whole niche community. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Get some friends together. Play it. Research it. It's a nice time. Is this a Comic Con type thing? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. I <laughs> embrace it. it. Yeah. Embrace yeah. it, man. Embrace it. I am embracing it. The sweet embrace. How, how sweet. else? What? How else? What? You know? What else could be more embracing it than admitting and coming out to all of America? Because oh, all three, all, all three hundred and thirty million Americans are going to listen to this podcast, yeah. and I'm telling every single one of them that I love D and D. Go play it. That's if you point. all, if all 330 million of y'all donate a dollar, we would be so much better off in life. We'd be so appreciative. Better off. We could life. buy better mics if you don't like our illegal, audio guys. quality. Who is not illegal? Solicit- Pretty okay. sure you can't solicit things over the air like this. Yeah, yeah you, you can. can. You can't. Yeah, you can. Pretty sure you can't. You can. Yeah, it's you a can. podcast, so what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? They get paid money. They podcast. <laughs> yes. do get paid Man, money. If okay, I say, all right. If you want to donate on your own accord, knowing full well that it's not going to come into fruition anyway for the podcast quality, you just want to give me, Jalen, yeah, and Tyrus you, a dollar. You're for just us. helping us live our lives. It's going to go directly into my bank account, and I'm going to spend it however I see fit. Yeah, it's it's not going to. It's any, not going to the podcast. Charity. I mean, it's technically a charity. Technically, but, a charity, I mean, you're, yeah. you're not helping anyone outside of two I, strong African American men and one wasp. So. <sighs> Buzz buzz. Uh, also, mental health tip. Go outside. Take a walk. Go find somewhere yes. new. Come yes. to a... If you're in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Glendale... Um, Glendale. I think it's just called Glendale. Go there. If you're in it's Spartanburg, then you know what Glendale is. Yeah. It's got a nice waterfall and some nice paths. It's a great time to be tranquil and relaxed. So I, I advise that. Find a space. Relax. Have some quiet time. And just let your mind breathe. Yeah. That's my mental health tip. But... Enjoy the conversation, gentlemen. Excited for the next one. It was great. Great time. It was fun. All right. Good night, America. Good night. Good night.